1: Game 1, Origin teams are out. I'm going to be going through both of those teams today and the massive fallout that it has on our fantasy teams, along with what we're going to go through is those last two games, guys. So you get the Sunday wrap along with my Origin reaction. And there's a few little interesting tidbits that are in here. There's a few different interesting guys that have been left out and those that are actually made the squad. So... Thankfully for me, it's worked out great for my team, but I know there's a lot of fallout and a lot of issues for a lot of your sides heading into round 13 and the bye period. So we will we will discuss if any of them are sells or potential holds, and you know, there's a lot of guys now that are in this origin team that you know, are going to cause issues with your side. So let's go through the the Queensland team to start with. I was just listening to Billy Slater at his press conference talk about the squad and where they're at and some of his selections, and he was... a uh, a little bit cagey, I'd say, regarding the Ponga and Walsh selection. And I completely agree with the selection overall, just because he he hasn't played a lot of games, obviously. And that sounded like that was one of the bigger things for him. My thing about it is I think that with, with Ponga, having obviously not played many games is a big thing, but the HIA issues in-game, for someone that is more susceptible to a HIA now, given he's had many more than a lot of these other players. Walsh, has played pretty well every minute of every game, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's gone off for HIA yet. So I think that's actually a worry for the side. Considering they're playing Ben Hunt and Harry Grant, that leaves the rest of the bench full of forwards. And thankfully for this team, they've named their 1-17. to 17. They've got Dearden and Ed Welch in 18-19 and 19 for those that have them or just wanted to know how this, how this lines up without the numbers there. But without having a fullback or a center kind of cover in on their bench, the last thing they want is Ponga to go down with, even if it's just a normal HIA, that 15 minutes just changes things dramatically. So I think that was a big part of it. You know, Ponga's done what he has done in previous years. He, he seemed to have gone away from that a little bit with Dan Gagai not making the squad either. So Holmes and also Tabuai Fido, for anyone who owns him, it's a bit of a tough one as well. Uh, but those he's decided to go with those two, and he hasn't yeah just gone for the guys that have done really well in the Origin Arena. He's uh, moved away from from Gagai, and I think there's a little bit of an issue with the defensive side, which he would have been very worried about with, with Holmes getting touched up the other day as well. So yeah, I think that's the interesting one with Walsh and also with Ponga there. So Walsh makes his team, which means he is out for those that own him, and about the fifty percent of squads uh, in the top five thousand that do own him in fantasy. So very frustrating for that. And yeah, what would you do with him? He's someone that you know they have obviously not the worst uh, schedule for Origin, given they missed thirteen and sixteen, and you know they he was going to miss sixteen anyway with their buy. So if you want him to stay in your side, I completely understand that. Hopefully he'll be able to back up come round fourteen. Considering he's a young fella, unless he picks up some type of niggle, I'd say he would back up. Um, likely, you know. Obviously their team's going really well, so there's a chance that they could uh, rest him. Given it's his first Origin game, you know, depending how he backs up. But as a young fella, I know he'll want to get back out there for Broncos in their match. Just that few days later, which is always the, the, that a little bit of an issue. They've gone for Talangi as well instead of uh, you know gags or instead of you know. Um, Say Corey Holtz, <laughs> Xavier Coates, very close so, close there. Um, Yeah, which obviously hurts my Cowboys. Not that that matters because they're crap anyway. But uh, yeah, really, Tom Flegler is the other massive one, and that's going to cause some issues for fantasy as well. So, Tommy, we spoke about him as a potential buy in the last few weeks, and he's just made his way into the starting side. I still think he would have made this squad if you know, Felice Cafuci was still there. Maybe he was the one to go and maybe, you know, Flegler is just the one that they want to have on there for 20, 25 minutes at the start. Go nuts and then get him off because, you know, you've got Tino is going to be there. You'd say Cotter would be ahead of Flegler and then Arrow potentially as well. So maybe, you know, his Felice being out and, you know, um, Gilbert going to the edge. That's the reason for Flegler coming in. But very, very frustrating for anyone that's picked him up in the last few weeks because he's been doing a good job, making some cash. And he's one of those guys it's like, well, he's a mid-range guy. He's made a little bit of his cash already. Probably has a little bit more to make, but he's not, Yeah, you, know, you wanted him for round 13 and those massive minutes that he was going to need to play with Harsin Carrigan out. So something is going to pop up actually for this Broncos team. And it's going to be a lot of like Corey Jensen, Palacea, and all these types of guys, which really is not, you know, not so helpful for your for your squads. And yeah, you know, I wouldn't be looking to select any of those guys. Tapau is going to be there as well. Uh, so yeah, that doesn't really change too much. But if you're a Flegler owner, At this point, as I said, with a mid-ranger, do you want to hold someone like that? Or is it, you know, the only origin guys you really want to hold, I think, are the ones that are pretty much a keeper in their position. So Walsh, is pretty close to that in his position there. Obviously, wing fullback. You've got Payne Haas, you know, is is a good option as well to to potentially hold just because he's going to miss likely that three games. And he's one of those guys that he'll play 45 to 50 minutes and still score really well anyway when he gets back into his side, uh, the Broncos. So that's that there. We see Lindsay Collins in there, which we expected. Gilbert, as we said, Fafida is the big one. And it sounds like he might have made the bench if Felice was there. Might have not. So, yeah, very interesting. He's obviously played his way into this side, and he deserves the start. Yeah, very interesting if, if Felice was available, and he will be in round six in the you know, round 16 or Origin 2, uh, what they do with Fafida and how he goes in this one. Yeah, if he doesn't perform that well, then Fleece probably come back in and Fafita might not make the, the round the, the game number two. Or you know, game number three is when we really don't want him to make it so you can slot him in our sides there. And for those that are going to be holding him longer term. For those that do own Ruben Cotter and thought he wasn't gonna make it, he is there, which is very frustrating as well. And then anyone with Jayara, I know there are a few of those guys. Obviously Harry Grant was gonna make it and Carrigan as well. So we will dive deep into you know, obviously those guys and are they holds, are they not? I think it's going to come down to how many of those guys you own in your squad. You know, do you have four origin guys? And if you do, you probably have to get rid of one or two. If you're sitting there with two of them, you know, maybe it's a Payne Haas or a Carrigan along with Cleary. You know, do you hold both of them? That could be a good question for you to uh, ask yourself as to what you're going to do there. So that's the Maroon, si- the Maroon side. It's obviously a good one. I think they're going to do pretty well this year. The first game is in Adelaide. Then they go to Brisbane, I believe. And then, uh, you know, New South Wales to finish off. So, yeah. That's the Maroons team and the Blues. So we kind of heard a fair bit about the squad over the last sort of 24 hours, especially last night. There's a few things coming out and Damien Cook misses the squad. So that's the interesting one there. This is in alphabetical order, guys. Unfortunately, frustratingly enough, 91 to 17, but looks like Campbell Graham will be the 18th man, which, you know, we thought that he would likely make the squad, but with Addo Car coming back and he comes straight into contention and straight back into this squad, which is very, very good for him. And I like it for the Blues. But obviously, Graham, very hard done by to miss out, but I'm sure there'll be an injury and he'll be the next man up, whether it's in the on the wing or in the centres, which is completely fair. So, yeah, in terms of you know position, positional wise, in the outside backs, it doesn't change really at all. Turbo obviously makes it, which if you're holding him, there's not many, but a massive score on the weekend. Is he worth holding now? Just because he's so cheap, you know, considering they missed 13 and 14, I find it very hard to hold him still. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. For those that have Tavita Pango Jr., I can't believe he's made it. I, I just don't see him see, see him as being a great fit. Uh, but, you know, he, with Jake Dwojevic coming out, he's the man to come into this squad, and I'd pick so many other guys above him. But, again, thankfully, he's not someone that I do own. He come out with a big fantasy score on the weekend. And, you know, now, obviously, with him here, I doubt he plays big minutes, and he was going to miss 13 anyway. But if he's there in round 16, it makes it very tough. But I think you hold for now, especially with that big score. You get a good one out of him in 14 and 15. And then if he makes origin again, he misses 16 and 17. So move on from him. At that time, Liam Martin makes a squad. We have Heinz in the 14 jersey. So with Nico there, I see that not being any type of issue. I doubt he plays big minutes. You yeah, know, might be 20 to 30, wherever they decide to pop him in the team. They're just going the sole hooker with Appy Coruscant. So... That's the kind of issue with him. It's just he, he hasn't been playing a lot of games with 80 minutes under his belt. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how that's going to play out because, you know, his Heinz is going to cover a lot of that back seven, but they have a lot of guys that can do that. You've got Latrell Mitchell. You've got Jabojevic who can go straight back to to the, the fullback position. They could also play on the wing. A lot of those guys can chop and change. Um, if there's any issues during the game with head knocks and stuff, that you know Campbell Graham could come in as the 18th man. But you know the nine position is going to be their issue. If if Caruso can't get through the 80 or if he gets tied through the middle, how are they're going to play that one? Is Jerome are going to come out into you know playing a little bit of nine as a bit of a you know roaming nine role? He can kind of run a bit out of there. Just gives good service, given he's a you know he's a halfback. He should be able to well, a six. He should be able to get give some decent service out of dummy half. I just think it's a bit of a makeshift position when Cook's been the guy that could play the 80 80 minutes long-term and still does each and every week, whereas Appy doesn't. So that's something they need to look at for sure uh, in that one there. Hudson Young makes this squad as well. So he's another one of those players that if you have picked him up over the last bunch of weeks, he's thankfully scored really well. Not as well last night, but overall, he's been a good scorer. And unfortunately, he misses out. Uh, of, of he's not going to be playing in round thirteen. Tyson is another big one that you know he probably becomes a sell now, which he was a great Origin cover guy. Unfortunately for you guys, like he has been scoring really well, but he's out, been out in round ten. He then's going to be out in round thirteen and round fourteen there. So yeah, not great there. Cleary Hines, you know, I think both of them can be held now. Maybe you sell like Hines will be there in, in game two most likely, so that would mean he misses sixteen and seventeen. Likely a sell then, and you could bring him back a little bit later. So if he plays low minutes off the bench, he'll back up for the Sharks for sure. Cleary is going to be—we're unsure how he'll go, if he will back up or not. And that round 14 is going to be very, very interesting with guys trying to back up from Origin and be ready for your sides in that one. But overall, I'm you know, fairly happy with the sides, apart from yeah, you know, Tavita. Not too excited about uh, that selection, but obviously it could pay off, but it also could go bad if he throws one of those terrible offloads and we absolutely yell at the TV screen or if you're going to this game. Uh, let me know in the comments if you are going to this game. But uh, yeah, overall, happy that, you know, Tjavujic came into form. Teddy played a good game as well. So a bunch of those guys kind of getting, hitting their straps and doing a good job. I see Frizzell likely to start on that edge. You know, Martin hasn't played enough minutes, but I'm glad he's there. He'll come off the bench, either in the middle or on that edge, uh, yeah, Murray could switch between edge and, and play in some middle as well or have a little bit of a rest at some point. But yeah, that's the uh, that two origin sides and a little bit of the fallout there. We've obviously got Kalen Ponga, who didn't make it. Unfortunately, he has the buy-in 14, but he's very cheap and he could be someone that you do look at slotting into your side in 13. That's someone I will definitely look at with uh, me struggling with uh, wing fullback options, that's for sure. So that's the origin teams. Now let's go through the last two games. Of the round there and we had dave for absolutely killed this one uh, the titans losing late to the dogs and that was terrible defense for that last try and, and i tipped the titans so it was very frustrating but it is what it is it happens sometimes there with for there the 83 just continues to absolutely dominate averaging 66.5 try assist and the try in this one eight tackle breaks two offloads a turnover 31 tackles and 130 meters just continues to do incredible work negative eight on that one but still overall a terrific game for him, for Tino and also Tavita Pangai. So the three guys there up over 70. All the big boppers doing great things. And Tino without a try to get, you know, obviously a lovely offload. Try assist there was great. And, you know, 56 in base before negatives. Five tackle breaks, four offloads was incredible for him. And for someone that hasn't been great really all year fantasy-wise, he's had a couple of decent ones of recent time to get him back to a respectable 53 average. There. He's lost 68 on the year before. Uh, The lockout uh, is lifted here. Considering it's about 11 o'clock when I'm making this video, it's uh, pretty late for lockout, but uh, hopefully we get it in the next hour or so so we can launch into making four trades. If anyone's doing it, let me know. Uh, Yeah, Preston, amazing work from him. He had the trice uh, trice saver and the turnover tackle, which hurts for us non-owners and sellers. Uh, I know a lot of people sold him again this week. Another 60 or 70 sold him. It was like 260 or something in the top 1,000 uh, that sold Hosking. So a lot of these guys, it just made sense. You know, If you need some edges in round 13, then it was very hard to hold both of them. So I can understand at least selling one. But he had you know 56 in base, which has not been where he's at for the most part. But a terrific year for Presto. Um, and he deserves every point he gets, considering he made me 400K. Did a great job, so thank you. Matty Burton, 61 for him. Another great game, averaging just under 50 now, and he has missed out on origin. So he becomes very interesting in round 14. If you do currently own him, then he's worthy of a hold for sure. And yeah, I wouldn't think of uh, anything else to do with Burton. He's a hold and then potential buy in round 14. If you're looking for a 16 and a 19 half, then then Burton's your man. But we do have a lot of halves, obviously, with the Clearies, the the Hines, Johnsons, Browns. There's uh, so many guys there that we own. Currently, Mo Fodawaka, 58 for him, so another big score. And he's definitely someone to look at. He missed the Origin selection. They have the by 13 and 16. It's a little bit frustrating, but, you know, round 14 or round 17, a great time to look at Mo. Especially with, unless there's going to be multiple injuries, they have guys to bring back. Obviously, if Felice, you know, he just serves his three games to suspension and then comes straight back into Origin. Uh, I think that was the thing. If they went to fight, that thing with with Caffucci, he would also miss Origin two. So that was something to think about. If he fought it and missed, it would be four weeks, four games there that he would miss out on. So
0: here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com
1: so, yeah mofo i think he's gonna be safe to not make origin basically well we need to talk about joe uh jay knock Maxi King first, 49, so a little bit of a, an okay game for him. He's lost a little bit on his where he was at. But Ockermore is really cheap, so he's going to be up around that 360-odd after this 46. He did have that great try to finish off the game, and he's just had no negatives. So I actually doubt that things change for him and his role. One thing we do need to note is Hughes came off early with, like, what, 15, no, 12 minutes or whatever it was. We had Reid Marnie out for 15 minutes with his head knock. That was a, a terrific... Bang bumper bar, from from Tino on that one, and he only just got a fine, so he's he's right to play Origin there for sure. Ockhambo is an interesting one, he, you know, he's someone that you could probably follow, but it's gonna be hard to select someone like him at uh, at this time of the year and and that awkward price, you know, from a guy that is just playing off the bench and and could get you like a fifteen at any point. So yeah, there's potential for that for sure. Tanner Boyd, I'm seeing a few people looking at potentially selling him, and, and I do understand it in one way. He has a buy in 13 and 19. The last two weeks have been 42 and 43. But before that, he went on an absolute tear, and I can see him going back to something like that. This is another one of those games that weren't great for him. He didn't have a try assist. He didn't have a try. He had no tackle breaks, one offload there, but you know two missed tackles, two errors, and a penalty, so neg 10. But he still had two force dropouts. He kicked for 530 meters, so he get 21 points just in kicking. 27 if you add the goals. That's going to be pretty standard for him. And then tackles, he's been really solid. Sort of 18 to 2 misses, 18 to 1 miss, 20 to 1 or whatever. So he's sitting there close to 40-odd in base already. So I think that's a minimum for him. The hooking position is absolutely terrible. You get his hooker and half jewel. I don't see a reason why you would look to sell him apart from him just making so much cash and him being you know closer to 700K would be the only way that you could actually do that, I think, personally. But yeah, it'd be silly to trade him. If you did hold on to Campbell, you get a 38 out of him from. So it's not great, but if we do look at him over the you know, last year, he would have games where he'd get 50, 60, 70, and then he would have a bunch of games where he get 10, uh, like 15 to, to 40, like you would have the, the lows and highs, which is normal for a fullback. So, yeah, frustrating for him if you, you know, picked him up, you've lost a bit of money, which sucks, but the 38 will cop. Uh, Kelly, pretty solid again. Edwards, so yeah, so the, with them being a couple of injuries, obviously that he didn't start. It was 17 minutes, wasn't it, for for Hughes? Yeah, 17. So just Hughes went off with the injury. Edwards came on 63 minutes, so played out the rest of the game at 13. Look, he might have come on anyway about the 20 or 25th minute and played out the rest of the game, but this is exactly what we expect from Edwards now. He's had three or four game, no, four games, yeah, where he gets like that 30 odd in the 50, 60 minutes, and then he has that one game where he got the try and had a terrific base there with uh, very limited negatives in the missed tackles. So, you know, 34 tackles is normal, 34, 36, somewhere there, the five missed tackles. But if you picked him up, obviously picking him up over a Billy Smith or something like that is obviously much, much better result. Um, and that's that there. Moran came in and got 34 as well. So that was interesting. low good try. Karaz, a, a decent try as well. But we're still worried about his knee. So hopefully that week that week off will be almost two weeks by the time he gets to play again. It's going to be great news for his knee and what he's able to do there. Carl Oluapu, he had a terrific tackle there on, uh, who was it, on foreign, which is a good one there. So his defense is great, and that just brings me a lot of, of solace there. very, very happy that he can provide that. 28 tackles for two misses is so good. That base there is going to be great. Hardly around the footy, which is a very annoying, uh, and actually kick a bit compared to normal. So... Yeah, that 31 is just pure base and that's with six in negative. So that's probably going to be fairly normal, the six in negatives, I'd say, for a young half. But shows that he is very tough and yeah, he's got the ability to play at this level or at least defend at this level, which is great news. And then the attack should come. Obviously, a lot of it's going through Burton. Um, so I'd imagine over time, Oloapu will, will work into his role, hopefully run the footy a little bit more because when he does run the footy, he seems to get a tackle break or two, uh, potentially an offload and a you know, random line break in that first game, so... That's that for who there, and yeah, we'll make a bit of cash, and it will be closer to, to 300k after this week, which is awesome with that lower break even, and yeah, I still think a lot of people will pick him up in 14. Alamotti there with a 30, so yeah, you know, if you had to play him this week, if you did hold on, then awesome, you get a, a good price rise, and if you want to trade him out, completely go for it. Hayes Perrin with 26, so he had that uh, good try assist there. And one tackle break, I think, in the one play. So, yeah, pretty much most of his stats were in that one play to get that assist to Aduka. Uh And I think he's someone you could sell as well easily if you want. Or otherwise, you hold him and he's going to play 14, 16, and 19, which is going to be helpful. Obviously, Jojo Fafita, a low one for him. So, if you're looking at him, he went back to the wing and, you know, didn't do a great job. Ree Marney's obviously the worry in this game. The tackles were lower. Missed tackles were back up. He had, what, 20 in negatives? 19 in negatives, which is terrible. So yeah, not not the game you want coming into a buy because it just clearly makes you want to rage trade, sell him. And I could, would completely agree if you wanted to do that, to be honest with you. And then uh interesting man, Corey Waddell, who's been scoring well, he's up 101K. He got seven in 50 minutes with nine missed tackles. So 21 makes nine misses, almost as good as uh, the great Helam Lukey. Exact same minutes, 50, uh but Lukey scored six more. So Lukey's obviously a way better player than Corey Riddell. Let's go to the last game now to round out our round 12, and then we're into the round 13 bye period, which is going to be crazy. The man of the moment, Tom Trubojevic, absolutely played himself into a origin jersey again, thankfully for him and for the Blues that he's back in form. But uh, yeah, terrific try saver in there and then picked up three tries and a try assist with nine tackle breaks, 245 meters. Just did everything right. He still had three errors, which seemed to be standard for him, even when they absolutely dominate. And he has three tries, 3 tr- try tri-assists and whatever. He still en- he still always ends up with three three errors because he tries so much. But yeah, Tommy was terrific. And if he did own him, there's only, I think, like w- one person in the top 100 has him, so well done. Um, and like a couple of percent of the top 5K, so that's that for Tommy Uh, he's a sell now unfortunately you could take that 105 and the price rise and and get out of there I think and, and hopefully pick him up a little bit later but for those of us that were looking at him hopefully in like around 20 or 21 that hasn't worked out Elliot White had a big game Ethan Bullymore a big game as well so he's actually done all right this year he's made ca- more cash this year than he did last year when we needed him anyway Big news, of course, Corey Horseman not making origin is great, great, great work. 62 minutes seems to be about the normal now, but you know, to get a 59 after he's 48 last week with the sin bin is great news. He played awesome. He had three offloads to hand, one to ground. He had a turnover tackle, uh, which is a good one at that early on the game. 32 tackles, 150 meters. couple of penalties, though, so I think he can get those negatives down a little bit. He was neg-10, um, so if you can get that back down to about a 6, we can see him hit that sixty pretty regularly and he's going to be an important player coming into this week along with guys like Tohul Harris who we'll touch on and, and is someone that I'm going to be wanting to grab in my side going forward. Ruben Garrick with a uh, 58 sorry, was really, really good and he definitely comes into contention as a great purchase but he did have two line breaks, a try assist and a try and that try assist was like a 60 meter effort so just be aware of that that sort of these 58s won't be the norm but he does get involved a lot in in all their efforts, uh, you know, in in attack, you know, this one was, uh, you know, going for a run out of dummy half in about their twenty or thirty, and you know, found a gap on the right hand side, which you know he's obviously a left winger. In that one there, so yeah, good work from Ruben, and it obviously helps that left hand side being so strong with Schuster, and an absolute attacking weapon. I was very worried that first try; that he just went, uh, Whitehead went straight past Schuster, and he's like, oh, his defense is an effort is just terrible, but his attack is unmatched. He's incredible that way three try assists and a try in that one, 12 tackles for two misses. So very high on that end and 51 meters, but it's not, you know, it's not the running that he does. It's, it's what he, it's what he does running to the line and his no look just always the blind man. Just as they say, um, was great. Jake, Dubovic, uh, I think he's withdrew, withdrew himself from origin considering he could only get through 58 minutes. He looked great though. 47 points there, obviously a try saver helping uh, Tommy. So both him and, uh, Jake both got the try saver and the turnover tackle in that one, which is awesome. Uh, But, yeah, hopefully he'll be back for, you know, Origin 2 or close to it. But if you're looking at someone that you need to score about a 50 every week, then Trubojevic is that guy. Let's talk about Fogg's now. 46 for him. Again, another potential option, but I just don't rate him that highly. Obviously not with the goal kicking either. Not the play to go. Paseca, anybody picked up him. He's getting the big minutes like I expected, but his PPM has dropped and six mixed tackles in there. Ran really well for 229 metres. You know, playing solidly. Got a tackle break, two offloads. But, yeah, those negatives there with the missed tackles is always going to hurt a player like Maseka there. Tarpity played big minutes. So him and Corey both got 50 minutes straight and then both came back on the end and Corey came on just before Taps there and, you know, got the good minutes. But, yeah, not uh, ideal at all. 43 in that time. Did have the two missed tackles and the penalty. But really, it's just, you know, Lower base, 30 tackles, 134 meters. He had one offload, one tackle break. You just need more from taps, to be honest with you there. Hudson Young, he ended up making origin, which is great for him. But 41 in his 70, obviously, you know, the seven for the Sinbin gets him down, you know, up to a 48 and then plays the extra 10 minutes and would be getting up to 50 easily. And he, you know, was pretty low throughout that game. So for him to be, you know, should be able to get somewhere in the 50s after, you know, how he started the game and and the Sinbin and everything is, is, you know, shows how good he is. At uh, yeah, scoring in fantasy, averaging you know well over fifty just before this game, and now just under the fifty mark. DCE, a frustrating one, to you know to go with him going into Origin there. Thirty six, unfortunately, and you know he did have a forty twenty as well in that one. with three hundred and ten kick meters uh, for ten points there. Thirty four running meters, a few negatives in there, but just not much for him in this game. Seventeen tackles, a bit lower than normal. No tries, no tries. So he's going to be one of those guys you can't hold, given he is out for 13 and 14 as well. So Raiders don't lose too much. They lose Hudson Young, but they've got guys like Corey Harawira and Naira that can come in. And I don't think that changes much for their middle rotation. So Horsburgh, Taps, Papali'i, all going to stay about the same. minute. Minutes-wise, looks like Paps is about about a 40 to 45-minute guy now, which means that there are a few more minutes for Emre Gula. For, yeah, Mariotto, who came on and got a try. That was really cool to see. And then dropped the ball a couple of times. Taps, as well as Corey Horsbar, which is good. Uh, Anyone who looked at Kola, 31. eh, Just average, guys. And Ola Kowatu had two shockers in a row in terms of fantasy. Solid, you know, in gameplay. But he had five missed tackles, two um, penalties there. Did miss one, I believe. Missed one, an important one for a try, potentially. Maybe not. Um, But yeah, 30 last week, 29 this week. So I did see a, a few people actually grab him. Obviously, good that he's not playing Origin, but the scoring is terrible, and he's going to lose a big chunk of cash in this one as well. So let's just go straight down to it. bench boy. very, very unlucky and unfortunate for those that did pick him up. It is very, it is very sad. And it was like 570 out of the top a thousand picked him up, 571 or something like that. So yeah, you're not alone. That's for sure. If you did select him in your squad, and you probably had to play him definitely with um with Birdie being out for most people to have Jack you yeah, know, Ben came in and got an eight. So, yeah, uh, Billy Smith ended up being a better scoring opportunity, but, yeah, for yeah, value for points, uh, value for money, um, to which I think, yeah, is a little bit better at <laughs> the, the 220K rather than at the 430. or if we paid for Billy Smith? But someone is going to have to come in and cover that position. And, uh, you know, Fainu there, he had a pretty solid game. He played 53 minutes, and he actually looked pretty good. So, potentially, he kept our spot. You know, Ben Condon came on and, you know, played well. And I think it was his first touch of the footy. He got a try, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah, first one for Condon, first one for Mariotta as well. Uh, both solo ones. Starling with a low score for him. He's getting really cheap, and I still don't think he becomes an option, but he's, you know, he's gone down a lot. Um, him and Whiten and both down 125 before this game, uh, you know, updates come in. So that's that. Kepi had a bit of a one to forget. He had a... Sinbin he had three missed tackles and an error which wasn't good sebastian chris his wing fullback efforts have not been great uh so yeah i'm not sure what they'll do with savage if he eventually comes in but after that loss now that maybe this is a a time to make that change because he didn't play all that well um in that one a few missed tackles and error just i don't know the impact wasn't really there speaking of impact maddie tomoko had a Try gone begging because of an of an obstruction. Sorry, um, but yeah, seven missed tackles for him, so negative five on that front, which was terrible. Three tackle breaks and offload and an offload to uh, to ground as well. 112 meters, only 16 points. So if you don't own him, obviously he gets a bit cheaper now. And, and he was just going on that bit of a run, and and hopefully he can keep that up or get back to it because yeah, you know, he was playing so well. And when the Raiders are winning, he's going to do really well. It just was a game that they got absolutely trounced in it. And, you know, Tabor, Tabor, which was going through him a few times. They had Shuster doing their thing. Um, they obviously got a try with with Condon on that side. They had one with Garrick on that side. Um, yeah, just plenty going on. And not exactly what you want for that type of player. Unfortunately, down that left-hand side of the, the manly attack. So that is the update, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that one. You hope you enjoyed the uh, reaction to the Maroons, and also the uh, New South Wales squad, and uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts on on those two teams in the comments below, and obviously how you went this week in fantasy. I wish you all the luck getting towards your round 13 team. It's going to be pretty tough this week, but it's going to be a fun one. I wish you all the